Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, I got an email from a fellow fan. And... I've I've like disabled comments on the podcast on YouTube because I was getting spammed by some I don't know Asian spamming thing I don't know but it was like putting up like Asian like writing so I'm not being racist or anything it's just that's what it was so I just turned off the comments but Somehow, some way, somebody got my email and they asked me a question. They said, uh, you don't think that the quarterback is just as important as the offensive line? And I do. I do think the quarterback is a very integral, integral piece of the puzzle. But if the quarterback doesn't have time to throw, it's a moot point. You can you can give me Tom Brady. Or Peyton Manning or Joe Montana or whoever, whatever quarterback you want to put back there. If he doesn't have five guys that can block, it's a moot point. The quarterback needs time to make the reads. And, I mean, let's just be honest. Jordan Travis is not Jameis Winston. So, I'm not saying that he can't get there. I think his arm is pretty strong, but in terms of the cerebral uh, to be a quarterback he I, I I'm pretty sure he's a very smart person but he still has a lot to of growing to do in terms of being a college football quarterback and um, you know I think this has to be the year that he he takes off. Like, I I just don't think he can go out this year and just be, you know, a mediocre quarterback. I mean, I would like to see him go for at least, I mean, I'm going to be modest with these numbers. I would say at least 2,500 yards passing, maybe 20 touchdowns, uh, 10 or less interceptions. I think that would be a great year for Jordan Travis, maybe five, 600 yards rushing. I think those are modest numbers that he can easily uh, obtain if, you know, we can figure out the tackle spots. I think with with Gibbons, Lyles, and whoever you want to put at that guard, other guard spot, whether it's uh, Darius Washington or Julian Armella or whoever, I mean – I, and I'm not sold on Robert Scott. I don't know anything about Bless Harris. 
You know, if it was me, I would take out, like I said last year, I would just take my lumps with Rod Orr and Lloyd Willis. Two bookend six, seven, 300-pound guys. I would just take my lumps with them. Um, but we'll see how that's going to play out. Um, uh, I mean, I'm just hoping that we can have, you know, uh, 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 um, a very good offense because that running game, when they went up against a really good defense, the running game was non-existent. And if they had McKenzie Milton out there, you know, it was going to be a loss and no Jordan Travis. I mean, we were done. So, you know, I think a lot is riding on the offensive line. I, 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 I think a lot is riding on Jordan Travis, but we can't put ourselves in a situation where we're depending on Jordan Travis to win games. I, I seen the Miami game. Okay. I seen that. So we know that he can do it, but we can't put the game in his hands. We have to go out and play very well on the lines of scrimmage, offensively and defensively. And then, you know, if we can do that, I think we got a chance to be, you know, seven and five, maybe eight and four. I don't think you're going to beat LSU. I don't think you're going to be at LSU, but I think every other game on this on this roster on this uh, schedule, I think you got a chance. Okay, if Verse can come in and be what we want him to be, we got a chance. If McClendon or Fuller or whoever they put at the other end spot step up, I think you got a nice rotation at defensive tackle. Um, with um. I done forgot those boys' names. Number 91 and number, uh, is it number, man, zero. Number four, number 91 and number zero. I forget these guys' names, man. I'm sorry. The dude who transferred from Mississippi State and uh, number 91, and I think they might put Briggs at defensive tackle. Um. Um, we've and we've had some attrition on the roster. I think you're gonna have some more attrition um as you try to get the eighty five guys. Um, you know, they just trimming the gristle off the roster. I mean, they're just getting guys off the roster who they figure are never gonna play a down for Florida State and that just you know, it is what it is. I wish them guys the best. Um, we lost a tight end, we lost a linebacker. Um, so I wish them guys the best in their future endeavors. You know, some of them guys was like three stars and they could have went to other programs and probably been and got scholarships, but they walked on to Florida state. So, like I said, I just wish them well in their future endeavors, man. Um, I think one of the things that's going to make or break this season is just, how the games are called, who's calling the plays on offense, who's calling the plays on defense. Because you got co-defensive coordinators, and then I would assume that Mike Norvell is going to be calling the plays on offense. Maybe Alex Atkins will have a 
large say in the strategy going into games week to week. But, I mean, I think it's going to be Mike Norvell calling plays. Um, defensively, I don't know. I mean, is is Adam Fuller going to be the guy calling plays or is it going to be um, – what's his name? Um, I can't even think of his name, man. Um, Randy Shannon. I I don't know, but I would assume that it's going to be Adam Fuller. And I think, you know, uh, Shannon will, you know, have a strong input on a lot of things. And, um, I just hope that our defense can be, I hope our defense elevates. I hope we don't go backwards because the defense the defense took a major step last year, and a lot of that was because of Jermaine Johnson and Kier Thomas. So, I mean, I just hope that we can continue to progress on defense and at least be as good as we were last year. I think the DBs, we got a nice group of DBs. We finally got a good group of linebackers. So I, I really think that the defense is going to be pretty good. and But I don't think we're going to be elite. I don't think we're going to be like 2013 or 1999 or 1993. I think we're going to be like several notches below that. But, you know, even with a defense like that, I think you can win seven, eight games with this roster. Um. He's got speed guys on offense. He's got speed guys at running back. He's got power guys at running back. I think you have a very nice tight end and Cam McDonald. If you've if you've listened if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I've said that Cam McDonald is not being used correctly. And when he gets to the pros, I think he's gonna be able to showcase his talents especially if he goes to, like, a San Francisco, a Green Bay, a, a L.A. Rams, you know, those type of teams, I think he's going to be able to really showcase his talents. Um, special teams, terrible. Special teams were terrible last year. I mean, all all special teams. I just can't really point at a group and say, hey, we were good. I think all the special teams were bad, and that's just – I think you need to have a dedicated coach to that. I don't think you just take a position coach and say, hey, go do special teams. I think you need to have a dedicated special teams coordinator, and you practice this stuff every day. And I think that's the only way you're going to get better at it. I mean, obviously, kickoff return and punt return have to improve. Field goals have to improve. And and just just better in-game management. Um, we should have won that Notre Dame game. Um, but I just, I felt like, you know, the head coach made a couple of bad decisions at the end of the game. Um, but you live and you learn. I think he's got the program, Mike Norvell. I think he's got the program going in the right direction. 
Um, but we need to trend. We need to trend up. This this can't we can't have another five and seven season. We can't lose to Louisiana or Duquesne. We need to dominate those two teams. And Louisiana is good. That's not gonna be a a walk in the park type game. They are really good. So your boy, the, the head coach at Florida now, he didn't leave that cupboard bare when he left Louisiana. So they're going to be good. That's not going to be a, a, a easy, you know, just show up and roll over a team. They're, they're pretty good. We could lose that game. You know, if, if we, need, we need these guys to come out and play their A game every week. I think if this group of guys come out and play their A game every week, I think you got a chance to be seven and five, eight and four. I know that you're never supposed to concede games, but I think with this team, this Florida State team, you have to approach this with the realistic expectation that you're going to lose games. Like, I felt like we have better talent than Wake Forest, but. No disrespect to Mike Norvell, Wake Forest is better coached. At least in the last game, um, you know, I just the I think whatever you did in the latter part of last season, that has to be your approach from game one. Um, I don't think you can afford to come out, you know, Owen. Three, zero and four, one and three. I mean, you have to come out, and it just has to be a undeniable sense of urgency and effort with this team. Um, I think in the first part of the season, you kind of lost the fan base, and then they seen the team come back on in the latter part of the season, and you kind of won the fan base back over, but. Any Florida State is not a uh, Nebraska type fan base. You know, Florida State fans are not like, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the only team I can really think of is Nebraska. Just they're going to be loyal to their team no matter what the record is, no matter what. And. You know, it's very few teams that are like that. You know, you can't really say uh, Alabama or Georgia because when they were down, you know, they were not filling up their stadiums. Nebraska religiously fills up that stadium, whether they good or bad. Like Nebraska hasn't won a national championship since 97. And I'm, I know they probably sell out that stadium every home game. And. I just wish that we had a loyal fan base like that. They just stuck with the team through thick and thin. And, you know, I've stuck with this team through thick and thin. Now, I will admit that when we were down and looking back on those years, I don't think we were necessarily down. We just wasn't in national title contention, you know, during the USC heyday years, you know, 2004, 2005, 2006. I wasn't a fan of that team, but I watched them. You know, Reggie Bush, you know, who wasn't a Reggie Bush fan or just 
you just wanted to see what he want what he was gonna do in that next game, but um you know, I just I just wish and I hope and wish that Florida State can get back to, you know, what we were back in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen or better. Um and I know it takes time. It's not an overnight thing. Um but I think this coaching staff can do it. I think Mike Norvell can do it. I know it's going to take time, but, you know, I'm just so anxious to win right now. And I think Clemson is going to come back to the pack even further. No pun intended. Um, I don't see them going on some kind of ridiculous run like they did with Trevor Lawrence. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a generational type talent at the quarterback position, at least when he was at Clemson. And, you know, I don't, it's going to, it's, you know, you went from Deshaun Watson basically to Trevor Lawrence, and that's like unheard of. Like no team does that. So I think their defense is going to be really good. Obviously, it's not going to be as well coached as it was. But offensively, they lost both of their coordinators. So it's going to be a different looking Clemson team. So I just feel like the the Atlantic is wide open. I really feel like the Atlantic is wide open. Now, I'm not predicting that Florida State can, can win it. But I think we got the talent to win it. You know, if we can figure out something on, again, I am beating this dead horse. If we can figure out something on the offensive line, I realistically think that we do have a chance. I think the defense is going to be pretty good. But we got to figure out something on this offensive line. And you have to design plays to uh make Jordan Travis a successful quarterback. Again, like I said earlier in this episode, 2,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, and maybe 500 yards rushing, and maybe five touchdowns. I think think that could translate. Those numbers could translate to seven or eight wins. And even with your losses, you don't want those to be blowouts. You You want every game, I want every game to be, extremely competitive you know i want us to be in winning contention in every game so but i'm realistic and i know that this team is not a national championship team so again it it comes down to personnel decisions it comes down to in-game management it comes down to the individual players wanting to feel the very best team that they can um, in in all areas. And uh, I feel like we're going to be all right, but we just can't get out the gate slow. We can't get out the gate 1-3, and 0-4. Oh um, I mean, we have to start strong and finish strong. And I think we'll be fine in terms of, you know, getting back and, and just – uh, bowl, just getting back to a bowl game. Um, you know, we had a lot of streaks snapped 
Um, you know, eventually you knew those streaks were going to be snapped. But I think we can we can start something new. We can start a new tradition. And uh, we'll have to see what happens. But I, my realistic thinking is seven and five or eight and four. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate the support. It just seems like uh, every week I'm getting more and more streams and people listening. I really appreciate it. I'm not trying to become famous off of this. It's just a passionate Florida State football fan doing something that I love to do, talk about Florida State football. So um, it's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Knowles.